Welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. What's happening, the hot stuff? I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn. That's what kind of man I Welcome am. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There That's right. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Oh, James, look at the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. Time to stop worrying about your weight. Stop thinking about your jackass of a boss. And get ready to win with the Fat Jack. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. Nobody can hang with my stuff. It's a big, hairy American winning machine. If you play the games against the spread, this is the most important hour of your day. So sit back, grab some Funyuns, and get ready to win. And now, here he is, along with the Fat Jack Dancers, the number one sports consultant in America, the Fat Jack. Hello and welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, the Fat Jack. If you are out there and you're betting on sports, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to get you into some profit, get you some free winners that are going to help make you some money. Talk about last week, obviously, and go over everything that's important if you're betting the games against the spread, I'm your host, the Fat Jack. This will be the most important hour of your day if you are betting on sports. Let me quickly bring in from Louisville, Kentucky, Mr. Brandon Rush. Actually, it might be 20 minutes or 30 minutes also, Brandon, depending on whether you're catching it on TV or you're catching it on the radio. We have new outlets around the country that are running a 30-minute version of this show on TV. I want to welcome all those viewers as well. But if you're here for the radio version, it's an hour long, so it just depends on where you are as to how much good information you're going to get. If you're betting the games, get ready to win. Mr. Brandon Rush from Louisville, Kentucky. How are you, buddy? I am well, and you're right. The information, regardless of the length of time you receive it, good. Will you get some weird stuff along the way? Probably, but good winning information for the most part. Yeah, you're definitely going to get some things you probably don't need, <laughs> but you're also getting a lot of information you do need. Uh, last week, people got information they thought they needed that they didn't, and vice versa. What a crazy sure. week in college football and the NFL. Where do you want to start, buddy? Uh, but first of all, let me give the website out and give the yes. number. If you want to make money, get signed up today. Fatjacksports.com. Only two ninety nine everything through the end of September. Mm. Go to the results tab. You can look there and see every play that everybody gets. The plays are text to your cell phone. They're emailed to you. They're the exact games I'm betting in Las Vegas every single week. And they will get you into profit if you play these games. There's no five-star lock on the millennium, no underdog upset of the century. There's no callbacks. There's no salesmen, nothing like that. It's just the same exact games I'm betting, text to you, email to you, that I've been doing this for 27 years and getting people other than myself and Brandon into profit. Now's the time to take advantage of that. We talked about we talked about last week, Brandon. What what sticks out? College, NFL, so many different great storylines. What stuck out to you? I mean, an absolute statement win for Steve Sarkeesian and the University of Texas going into Alabama and doing something that has never happened to a Nick Saban coach team. That is a double-digit home loss. You think about even back when, when Saban was the head coach at Michigan State, they never lost by double digits at home. So that was a very impressive win, the way they absolutely mitigated the pass rush of the, uh, of the Alabama front. And then switching over to the NFL side, some absolute JV quality performances for some, from some NFL teams. And I think I now know the kingpin to everything that is the Kansas City Chiefs, and it may not be Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, without him on that offense, seems to have uh, at least a B-grade offense at best. 
that dude absolutely makes them go. And it was obvious without him in the lineup last week that uh, he is an integral part of that offense and probably hard to, hard to say someone of that caliber being underrated absolute weapon that was not on the field for them in that opening season loss. So I'll play devil's advocate to both of those. Bring and it. then we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, talk bigger. Both of those are, if you watch last week's game, absolutely are correct. I would say this about both situations. Number one, let's talk about Alabama and Texas. Um, Alabama, their quarterback was the question mark. Mm-hmm. He threw it to the other team as much as he threw it to his team. <laughs> absolutely played horrible. And so I think the interesting storyline here is going to be, um, I would expect either his play to get better or them to make a change. They've got a number of five stars on campus there at Alabama. And so this is going to be one of those years where we are going to have some conversations later in the year, if I'm right. And I'm not saying it's 100%, but I could see them getting better quarterback play. Everybody else on that team played well enough to win, But right. in my opinion. Now, Texas, absolutely better than advertised. They that, that Texas team that the Longhorn fans have wanted for the last two decades – um, they might they might have it this year. They played great, went on the road, big statement win. But the if anytime you go to anybody, you show up with a competent team, and they give you the ball more times than you know than than you're supposed to have it. You're going to have a good chance to win. We sure. saw that a ton in the NFL yesterday. Um, teams throwing pick sixes. I mean, just get, doing things that would get you in a spot where you cannot win and cover. I mean, it's just impossible. You look at Texas and Nebraska, Brandon, over the last since twenty since two thousand nine overall. So Texas versus Nebraska, and think about the different perceptions of both these teams as we're sitting here today. But if you look at them over the, since two thousand nine, if you're looking at them since two thousand nine, think about this: Nebraska has a hundred. They played one hundred and sixty games, one hundred sixty two games actually. Texas has played one sixty three. Um, Nebraska has eighty two wins. Texas has 85 wins. Oof. And Nebraska has 70 losses. Um, Texas has 68 losses. So win percentage right around 55% for both. They both score 30 points per game on average. Um, these two teams are very similar. But the perception of what's actually happened since 2009 versus the reality, totally different. And I'm not anywhere near suggesting both these teams are the same. No. I'm just saying that what we've got out of this Texas team is certainly better. They may have turned the corner, but I would tell you Alabama helped them a lot in getting that done and getting over the hump. Absolutely, and and it was weird to see a team like Alabama, which is, has historically uh, done the little things right, be able in a position to not be able to overcome those mistakes. We've seen Alabama you know, turn the ball over four times in a game before, but they usually go out and force five. So yep. it was it was just a weird uh, dynamic, and it was it kind of felt a little bit like that season opening opening loss for Clemson. They outrushed the opponent, they outturned over the opponent, they had more sacks, one time of possession, still lost the game. Just didn't make plays when it, when it mattered most. And you're right to 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 your to your point, Alabama helped Texas win that game more than Texas probably won it. So before we turn the turn the power, ask you one simple question: Alabama make the playoffs or no? Probably. Probably. See, so there's at least a conversation, right? I mean, right. we're not sure. I mean, we, we know what we saw. We know Texas is certainly better. We know Alabama has room for improvement. But still, if they win the if they win the SEC, they do. If they finish second with one loss to Texas, and Texas is one of the other teams, it might be those two and some those three and somebody else. So interesting there. NFL, 
So many things to get to, and we'll talk a lot about the NFL as we turn the page into the next segment and so on and so forth. But I will tell you just initial thoughts. You talked about Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones out for for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. There's two things I took away from not only that game, but week one in general. Number one, the preseason is being totally wasted by some yep. of these teams. They're showing they're using the Wednesday practice as their important time. They're showing up with blanks. Um, number two is getting an injury week, game week out of Kelsey might have been the biggest problem. It might, Kelsey might be the most underrated player that you just said. It might just be that you get a game plan, you get this safety blanket. Remember they lost Hill um, last year. They were able to build around that, but they knew what they were getting coming into week one. This is a team that had an injury that they were not prepared for going into week one. They had to really adjust on the fly. So you're right. And the fact, let's give Detroit some credit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a Detroit team who had been on a 20-9 and nine run against the spread. Have been covering huge as an underdog, by the way. Have been covering huge numbers as an underdog. Um, they go on the road, and their defense, which is what we was the big question mark with Detroit. They had one of the top offenses in the league, but their defense was what was so suspect. They turned around and played really, really well. Um, the other kind of interesting stat from that game, and then we're going to turn on to this week. Um, Kansas City 0-7 against the spread at home over the first half of the season. On the last seven starts. So if you take the first eight home games of the year, and the reason I bring that stat up, it's it's a real you know s- small subset of overall product productivity sure. over a year. But why it's important are the first seven games of the season are the ones with the most hype, the most expectations, mm-hmm. the most recency bias on what you see previous. And these this Kansas City team still winning a lot of these games, but not covering the the number, which is what obviously is most important to us. Right, you got to cover those numbers. So there was some signs now that we look back with the twenty and nine run against the spread as an underdog from Detroit, the better play at defense, and frankly they're just believing. Um, and frankly, golf is 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 improving and thriving under his environment in Detroit. But this Kansas City team, this is not unusual. It was unusual they lost. But not unusual, they didn't cover in week one. We, of course, had under in the in the game. Anybody that asked, I gave them Detroit plus the points because I in primetime games especially, I do not play um, favorites and over. I mean, I just don't do it. It's, it's a losing formula that I'm not going to partake in. And, and honestly, more times often than not, that's that's going to win you more games. I mean, a, a prime example uh, would have been Sunday night, the, uh, the Cowboys-Giants game. I mean, you would have thought with with all the changes that the Giants had made offensively that that was going to be a team that was going to come out and maybe be able to put up some points. They had a historically, historically bad night. Yeah, the, Gi- it, the Giants did up. everything they could to lose. I mean, that they were horrible. They're somebody that should really look at how they prepare for the, for the preseason because so many different mistakes on so many different levels. But, uh, before we wrap up these the last week, prime time, and this does uh, pertain to this week going forward as well, and people should keep this in mind if you're betting these games coming up this week. Prime time games the last four years. Underdogs are 117 and 88 against the spread. So 57% Oof. against the spread, almost 6 out of 10. The last four years, primetime games, you need to be looking underdog most of the time. Not all the time, most of the time. Unders in that exact same situation last four years, hitting over 60% under versus over. We talk about all the new money coming into the market, all the new bettors that don't know how to factor lines. They play their favorite teams. They play over. That is generating value for guys that are okay playing the worst team, the more uncomfortable spot to walk up to the window, and certainly playing unders versus overs when nobody wants to sit at the bar and root for three and outs or punts yeah as you as you often have said unders are not sexy 
They're nothing but, sexy about them, yeah. But profit is. So, yeah, I uh, I experienced a handful of uh, first-time bettors this week as uh, Kentucky opened up sports betting uh, on Thursday. So the, the opening day of the NFL season, there were kiosks abound at Churchill Downs, and every single one of those people at those kiosks was putting together six, seventeen parlays, and I guarantee you no one had the under in that game. Yeah, well, let's and let's quickly for the new betters around the country parlays re- account for thirty percent of the sports books profit each year. So if you place a twenty dollar parlay, six dollars on average, every single parlay is going to the sports book. That is uh, five; they get five percent on every other bet. Parlays are one of the most profitable things in an entire casino. All right, there's one or two things that are more profitable in the entire casino than parlays are to the sports book. If you're betting parlays, you're a losing gambler. That's why you go to fatjacksports.com. You don't want to have to guess who's going to win. The reason people play parlays, Brandon, are because they deep down know they can't win. And so they have to couple up games together, hoping for the best so that they can make more than even money. Because if I told you, if you're out there listening, and I told you, by the way, go to fatjacksports.com, get signed up so you can start winning today, $2.99 through the end of the month. But if I told you today that between now and the Super Bowl – that you were going to make 50 games, you were going to have 50 games of profit. If you just bet if you just bet one team a week or one team a day or whatever, and you bet team A versus team B that you were going to produce 50 more wins than losses, would you play parlays? And for most people, they would say, well, no, if you guaranteed me 50 games of profit, at least from a financial standpoint, maybe from the recreational standpoint, because sure. parlays are fun. But from a, from a financial standpoint, if you if they said, yeah, Jack, if you could guarantee, if I could guarantee that I was going to be able to throw darts or my cat was going to pick games for me or whatever, Pluto the pig out back was going to go walk around, he was going to get 50 more right than wrong, I would just go bet the same amount on every game, take my 50 games of profit, move on down the line. The reason you play parlays is because you can't, you do, you can't do that. You know that you're going to lose more than you win, so you need some bigger hitters and the fact parlays are a lot of fun. They're not profitable, but they're fun. So it's it's someone in the mindset of I need a home run when a single or a nice double will do. I mean, it's it's as simple as that for me because I mean, if you're going out there thinking you got to hit a home run every week, you're not going to win the game and you're not going to be profitable season you know season long. If you have fourth and one from the half yard line. Do you throw a bomb pass, Brandon? Do you have to throw a bomb? <laughs> I mean, I've seen some offensive coordinators try to do some uh, some dumb things, especially in the NFL and the goal in in red zone. So I, I personally wouldn't, but obviously people paying, do. I don't know how. By the way, we need to move to this week real quick. But I don't know why they're, how they're paying some of these people. We had we had New England last week, and by the way, before we go to the next, I don't know how much time we're doing. We're, we're spent a lot of time on last week, but let me just tell you, last week was the example of why people need to go get signed up because we were that close to having a monster week. Yep. Texas Tech and the New England Patriots turn now this is just selections, not opinions and not the other ones. They're all posted at Fat Jack. Go look at the results tab, you'll see. Fatjacksports.com. But those two games turned a four and one week, and I didn't get any good luck. No. Four and one week into two and three with the selections because of a, a, the, the dumbest pick. Texas Tech and Oregon. That was the dumbest play. I just don't get it, Brandon. That is one of those that just it's a gut check. Thank God I'm good at the other games because if I was like 0-5 and, and I did that, I might jump off the roof. I mean, it's just really ridiculous. They throw the meaningless pick six with under a minute to go to, to go from a one-point game to an eight-point game. Texas Tech, actually, when I bet it was seven. But even at five or six, whatever it was leading off the kickoff, that swings that game. And the New England Patriots, 
who all, and by the way, Texas Tech had four turnovers. We're going to lose games when you have four turnovers, Brandon. Most of the time, we're not going to cover. When you're zero and four, when you're four minus four in the turnover category, those are the ones you lose. The good news is we're going to be plus four in some games. Also, we're going to win those games easily. So those even out. But, Eventually, but right now it stings because yeah, the Patriots turn the ball over twice in the first what seven. How minutes. about a pick six in the first seven minutes and then a fumble the very next play? They still get a holding penalty on a two point conversion, or they cover. That would be four and one, and we're literally we overcame pick sixes in both games and negative turnover ratio in both games. I'll tell you this much though: we were helped by what is Philly doing? Why aren't they punting the ball late in that game? We got to go to this week because we have so many good games to get. Why are they? Not, what? It's like we're getting more chances than we deserve. We get the fumble, fumble and late, and then yeah. Come. If if it wasn't for Mac Jones being mostly you know inept. Not, Inept. Yeah, I was, I was going to use another word, but inept is a, is a great term for that because, yeah, if, if, I mean, you literally had the game handed to you on a silver platter and they still found a way to, to not win. But yeah, that was a, a, a gift late, uh, from, uh, from Philly. Uh, there were a couple of games like that. Um, another one that I know we weren't on, but I know it's, uh, I, I myself had, had played that kind of went, uh, a bounce the right way. Jacksonville minus four and a half had that game in hand. And then all of a sudden they get a couple late penalties. And then, uh, if not for Anthony Richardson getting knocked, uh, getting knocked silly a little bit when they're driving inside the 10 with a chance to make it a one score game, I mean, you get some bullets dodged, but there are some coaching decisions and play calling decisions in the first week of the NFL season. Absolute mind boggling. Well, and Brandon, that tells me something about your betting style because our late plays on Sunday mm. were six and two. Yeah. And one of those was Indianapolis, which yep. you're saying basically you had already better decided you could not stomach Richardson for four quarters. I know that you live around that part of the country, yes. so you have definite opinions on Indianapolis that had voiced them. Even matter of fact, when I sent it out, I thought, you know what? I don't know if Brandon's going to play this one. You, <laughs> and and you know what? I, I'll be honest. I, I rarely stray from the path, but there were there were two games this week that I was just like, eh, I feel like I, I never feel like Nebraska? I know more. Tell What's me you that? couldn't do Nebraska. I couldn't stomach Nebraska either. I, yeah. So we, we, it, it evened out. It evened out. It's fine. But yeah, it. when, when that, sometimes when picks come through and it happens a lot more during basketball, during basketball season, yep. I will look at the, the, the text message and think, A, I doing? didn't know this school existed. And then B, it happens a lot during football season, especially as we get into October, November, where there will be spots where you're going to lay it, you know, give out a, a, a team that I'm thinking this team is dead. How in the hell are they going to be able to compete? And all of a sudden, you look up. Uh, the Patriots was 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 a perfect example. If when that when that text came through, I thought, mm, Jack, I love you, but mm, I'm going to pros I'm, versus I'm, Joe's game. There were like three of three of sure, this week. The pros sure. lost on all those, but every Joe lined up on one side. Every pro had New England, um, and the, the Joes got there. I mean, that's okay. And, and Joe Pope's going to win some, right? And to your and to to your to your credit, if you bet Colorado. Instead of Nebraska, you were on the wrong side of that game. Colorado was inept the first half of that game because Nebraska defensively is a pretty solid team. They just have a quarterback that is allergic to the football. Every, it, here's the here's one bottom line, and everybody should hear this. I know we're going to take a break and come back, but here's what everybody should hear this one thing: if you get if you're negative for there's part of football that you cannot control. In-game turnovers, in-game injuries, those are not going to be predetermined. So if you bet on a team. And your team goes out and turns it. Now, a lot of people say, well, Jack, you should have known that Nebraska's quarterback. And by the way, it was just an opinion. It was a lower-rated play. It was not a selection. But 
And it was the classic example of pros versus Joes. I'm lining up with the pros every time, with the house every time. They lost, the books lost so much money on the Nebraska game, it's not even funny. Colorado is literally cutting deep into the profits of the sports books in Las Vegas and around the country right now because they keep, you know, the, the Joe would say, well, they're undervaluing them. They're not making a high enough favor. That's that's not accurate. They've been right about the numbers. They just were not anticipating Nebraska to turn the ball over as many times as they did and that game to get out of hand, but you're exactly right. But the, the, the lesson here is before we take a break, if you bet on a team and they are minus four in the turnovers, you're going to lose 92% of the time in the NFL. If it's minus four in college, you're, da- you're about 78% of the time. So the bottom line is there's parts of football, gambling and otherwise, that you cannot predetermine, no matter what anybody tells you. This way you don't play a five-star lock of the millennium. You don't play an underdog special of the whatever for half your bankroll. And anybody that tells you to do that, you know that they are losing sports better and that they are going to try to drive you to broke or they're just trying to get lucky because there's parts of sports gambling you cannot determine. One is in-game injuries, and the other, unfortunately, is in-game turnovers. You might be able to tell how many approximately you're going to get, but you don't know to what effect they're going to have against your team. So when you go into games like Nebraska and Colorado, if you just show me the box score after and say, well, Nebraska turned it over four times, three in the first half, I'm going to say, well, they lost. They didn't cover. They can't overcome that. I would have also told you if New England was going to throw a pick six in the first first quarter and then fumble the ensuing uh, – Elliott was going to fumble the ensuing play, I said, well, they're probably going to lose too. And they still should have covered. Sometimes you can overcome it, but most of the time we're looking at just an, an even or maybe minus one turnover ratio. The bad weeks will come for my clients and I. When we have, I'm wrong on a player too, James Madison. This was not a bad week. This was just a push week. Nobody's excited. Mm-hmm. But James Madison, bad pick. And then you go from a four and one to a two and five, two and three based on two fluke, ridiculous, stupid plays um, that should have got you on the right side. The good news is we'll have some 10 and O's, some nine and ones that will be the opposite of that I'll have really good picks. And then I'll have a couple of those kind of toss up games where I'll be on. Uh, Oregon, that'll get a pick six late and score when they should had no business probably winning the game and definitely didn't have any business covering. Yep. And and I'll have games like I'll have Philly, even though they really dodged some bullets there, they end up getting the win. So go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up, and start winning today. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing, log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and we're heading into the middle of September. How did you do betting the games last week? Did you have teams like Auburn, maybe the New York Giants teams that got you into the hole, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs? This week, go to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up to turn a profit betting the games. The plays are text to your cell phone. They're emailed to you, and they're going to get you into profit. Get everything through the month of September, only $299, and start making money betting the games against the spread. The Fat Jack Sports Service. No tricks, no gimmicks, just winners. Hey, it's Brandon Rush from the Fat Jack Sports Service. If you want to stay in touch with everything related to the Fat Jack, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. We are there at Fat Jack Sports. You can also watch the Fat Jack Sports Hour on YouTube every weekend. Plus, see funny clips from the show, see Jack's appearances on the nationally syndicated TV show Beat the Odds. Stay connected to the Fat Jack at Fat Jack Sports on all the socials and on YouTube. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. And now here is our host, the man leading us into profit. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour, segment number two. We are getting into 
the rhythm of the football season so much better. Don't, don't forget where we were just 10, 14 days ago. We were at the preseason all twiddling our thumbs, playing cornhole or whatever in the backyard, trying to figure out what we were going to do with our time. We now have uninterrupted commercial-free Red Zone channel on YouTube. We have college football all day and all night. Um, how'd you do last week? I mean, that's important, but how you're doing this week and what you're going to make, what changes you're going to make will go a lot further towards your bankroll. Always remember it's a marathon and not a sprint. And so you want to make some money. Brandon, in week two, and by the way, go to fatjacksports.com, $2.99, all the games through the end of September, or about $70 a week to make money all the way through the Super Bowl, through March Madness, through the NBA Finals. So great time to get signed up. You haven't missed a lot if you're down you can make up for it. We have not lost a primetime game yet. We're doing really, real well there. Things are going great, and the handicapping is dialed in. So expecting a huge, huge week, you definitely don't want to miss that. Brandon, what are you looking forward to as we head into week uh, three of the college football card? Ten days between uh, now and December 4th that we don't have football. It is definitely a, a great time to be in, and some interesting games, more so in the, in the NFL slate. But for college, two important uh, games for me. Washington at Michigan State, so we get a, a big Power 5 versus Power 5 traveling a pretty good distance, but Michigan State, with all the uh, stuff going on with their head coach, it, you kind of wonder what the mentality of that team is going to be like coming in as a as a double-digit home underdog. Um, Wisconsin, excuse me, um, uh, Washington, two solid wins to start the year, granted against lower-level teams in Boise and Tulsa. This is their first kind of big test to, to prove that they belong in the conversation, that top 10 type uh, type of team. And you get a quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. who has played against Michigan State before when he was at Indiana. So uh, a lot to look forward to in that game. And then also Tennessee, Florida, big SEC game. And uh, very curious to see how Florida bounces back after getting just kicked around in that opener against Utah. Yeah, I'm, uh, the Michigan State game versus Washington is a big game because a lot of times – you get that interim co- coach bump. You know, Michigan mm-hmm. State gets rid of their coach. And we talk about this a lot. Evan Cohen came up with this, who actually now is a big dog. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Evan Cohen doing ESPN uh, around the country uh, show in the morning. Uh, so Evan and I have been friends for years and years. I will be not sending him any type of holiday gifts uh, <laughs> if he doesn't have me on that show soon. Right. But I am letting him get his uh, – get his footing underneath him before I start holding things against him. Uh, but, yeah, be sure and tune into that. He's doing uh, every weekday on uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, Evan Cohen. But, anyway, Evan came up with, which Evan's not a great gambler, but came up with the interim coach bump, which might apply here. I mean, you, anytime you fire a coach, it's very early in the season for this. But uh, when you get a, a, a interim head coach, a lot of times you will get – a natural circle the wagons kind of bump from your team. So you're right. Washington doing everything that's asked of them, uh, scoring a bunch of points and uh, covering a bunch of numbers. Uh, but this will be an interesting spot to uh, to see if they're able to um, uh, to go on the road and, and this wounded animal that is Michigan State. Um, the one that jumps out to me uh, is Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Southern Wisconsin really struggling so far. Um, but this is a spot where – I can see Wisconsin playing much better Uh, at Washington State. They turned the ball over three times, didn't play very well. And so I think there's some value. And I bring this game up because uh, we have a lot of listeners and and, uh, people watching uh, up in the state of Wisconsin. Green Bay, so much better than than they Mm -hmm. thought people thought they might play. Our Chicago listeners, viewers, not happy right now at all. Uh, But this Wisconsin team, uh, they are definitely a team that I could see uh, – 
being better than uh, the market might project, especially as we head into uh, this part of the season. The other thing is how do you get some of these uh, teams that have been rolling along against inferior competition, uh, how they end up doing. Just taking a look, a quick look at overall uh, stats, you know, the, the top offensive teams in the country, Central Florida, Oregon, from offensive standpoint, Syracuse, Louisville, um, USC, Washington, those type teams. Some of them expected, some of them not. Um, but are they able to keep that up as we go into, uh, you know, this, fir- this third third week? When some of these games seem really easy, some of them getting a little bit more difficult. And it is sort of a last tune-up for a, a lot of these teams, this, the, the last non-conference game that they're going to see before they step into, into conference play. Um, I've, I've really been impressed uh, with Oregon offensively. Um, I have, for years, been a Bo Nix hater, and uh, I'll own that. He's been playing very well, but it, like you talked about a little bit last week, sometimes a change of scenery can help these these kids who transfer and and put them in a position to where they can they can thrive. Penix at uh, at Washington, another guy who who was not terrible at Indiana, but you know is in a, in a system that is putting up amazing numbers. And yeah, I, I'm curious to see what some of these teams can do that have had offensive success. If this has just been a hey, we're good. Now that teams have a couple weeks of, of game tape to break down and, and learn tendencies, we're about to find out about some of these teams before they step into conference play. Well, and I'll tell you one of the uh, the interesting things that you talked about was was a change of scenery. Tampa Bay, one of our releases last week, and it's NFL, of course. But you'll see this, especially early in the year, the market mainly. Mm-hmm. Now, Tampa beating um, Seattle. Obviously, maybe a little unexpected, but the market undervaluing quarterbacks that maybe had underachieved a little bit, or as you put, people are just haters of them. Um, this is the same kid that was probably a four or five star recruit out of high school, has some ability, but under his system he was in would play bad. Now he's in a different looking system. He's playing much better. So um, you can take advantage of that. Those are those are different trends that most of the general public's not going to look at. The sports books aren't necessarily going to bake that into the line. But there's some value that's added based on some of those simple wholesale quarterback changes that the portal have offered us and allowed us that we might not have got, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, Kansas State, Missouri is another one in college football. Brandon, Kansas State covered six of the last seven. Uh, we had Kansas State as one of our releases last week. Um, and they beat up on Troy. Basically, I don't want to sprang my arm, but did it exactly like I said they were going to. Right. Um, Troy, this 12-win team or 10-win team from a previous year, lost their top two receivers, top three uh, tacklers, lost their defensive coordinator. And they're going to a Kansas State team that is just the definition of solid. Uh, everything they do, there's nothing flashy. There's nothing uh, super impressive. They just beat you down. And you better bring a really good game plan, and you better bring some athletes because they are going to beat on you for four quarters in a number of different ways, and none of them are going to be super flashy. So uh, Kansas State now goes to Missouri. This will be that upset game of the week, by the way, Brandon. If you look at the lines, we talked about you know the line between Colorado and and uh, Nebraska, and that was, was absolutely a head scratcher. I would put this in that same category. Michigan, or excuse me, Missouri last week again didn't look great, mm-hmm. um, and then now they turn around and they're only you know this game opens Kansas State one and a half. It's up to four and a half now. I mean the sharps jumped on it early, jumped on it, yeah, because yeah, I. I was going to say, I would expect this game probably to have opened around six and a half because, and then that might be where it ends up. Um, but that, that to me, that, that line is scary. Yeah. So, so here's the one thing you got to be careful about doing as well. When you start talking about line setters and you start looking at things like what they did with Nebraska and Colorado, you can't all of a sudden forget 80 years of history <laughs> or whatever it's been since the line setters have been getting it right more times than not. 
There's no question with the University of Colorado in the first two weeks. And by the way, their pocketbooks, their bottom lines have paid the price for it. But there's no question they've been wrong on the University of Colorado, at least a little bit. Week one, absolutely wrong. Um, And then week two, they went back to the well with the power ratings that they thought they knew and thought they had, and it ended up costing them a lot more money. But you can't, when you're looking at lines that look too good to be true, if you're one of those guys that had Colorado in the first two weeks, you had, um, oh, will be another good example, maybe Dallas on the road. They probably had a lot of general public money. I'm trying to think of teams that the general public just, without factoring a line in over the last week or so, just walked up to the window and bet and did, didn't had no regard for, you know, who was playing. Notre Dame, those te- those type teams. That was another one of those games that was a general public play versus some sharps. I didn't, we didn't have that game. But if you're one of those guys that you now, because you've had three or four games now where you've won betting on the public side, let's not go get a Rodgers jersey, and I mean Kenny Rodgers, because you're now the ultimate gambler. You're going to start wearing it around town, go and buy some gold chains and get a condo down at the win or something. Because that Vegas has 80 years of getting it right. So just because they've gotten it wrong a few times doesn't mean you should be uh, jumping on the public opinion play. Because over the year, I promise you, you're going to look. If you were one of those that your locks were Kansas City Chiefs uh, that didn't win, but then Colorado twice and some of those, those three or four teams, you are going to lose this year for sure. That same gambler is definitely going to play Colorado or Kansas State in this spot, uh, and, and some sharps are on that that team as well. So it's now being adjusted, but that's one of those games to look at because Vegas believes Missouri is going to cover. Yeah, especially considering when those lines come out, if something looks fishy, they they're on a trend or they know something that is going to be maybe just a little bit on you know that the general public isn't going to be aware of or even thinking about. That's that's the dangerous part when when some of these lines come out is you, you got to pay attention because you could easily get uh, get caught and if you get a bad number uh, you you get this game early in the week and you're going to play Missouri and you get it at one and a half when it opens eh, you probably could have waited a little bit yeah um, if you don't want to have to go through all this go to fatjacksports.com get signed up today and start winning we're we're going to win again this week two ninety nine everything through uh, the end of September. That's about 140, 150 bucks a week. Free baseball, all the NFL, all the college plays, all week long, which, we, again, the primetime games we're absolutely killing right now, and much, much more. So um, if you don't want to have to mess with that, get signed up. Let me give away a sleeper team, by the way, right now, Brandon, that I think is going to cover a few more times because I always want to try to give out some games to teams that people could take advantage of even if they're free. I talk to so many people each week from around the country. They're like, you know, Jack, I don't, I don't really gamble, but I play the ESPN picks thing or – you know, I'll do I'll do a little bit with my buddies here and there. So I like to try to give out some information that will get some people into some profit that maybe they weren't, you know, some teams that they, maybe they weren't looking at. And I'll, I'll give you one right now that I, I'm looking at that I think I'm a little bit ahead of the curve on, and we'll see over the next few weeks on how that plays out. But Oregon State. Ooh. All right, this Oregon State team, anytime you get a team that plays way west, you – you can take advantage of that the first two or three weeks in the season because the 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 market hasn't caught up. There's not a lot of volume on it. Um, they won a, by a hundred a couple weeks ago for us. It was against San Jose State. Um, they were one of my one of our wins. And this Oregon State team with a change at quarterback, they got the the kid from um, Clemson from Clemson. Yep. And uh, they are they've got a really good team. Now, are they going to win the national title or even win the Pac-12? Probably not. Um, they'll lose a game or two at least. They are 5-0 and against the spread their last five at home. They've won five in a row. 
Um, San Diego State is a similar team to what they just saw with San Jose State as far as what they like to do, defense first, uh, keep the game close. That will not work with this Oregon State team. They have got some athletes at receiver that will match up really well against undersized corners, which is also what you're getting at San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State also not scoring a lot of points on the road. 15 of the last 22 games on the road have gone under. So that's 15 and 7 to the under. So they like to keep it close. I think there's some value going forward over the next few weeks with this Oregon State team. So just something to look at. Um, I'd like to get some stuff out there that, you know, even if you're not signing up, I don't want you losing your money. Nobody, you know, we don't win when the sports books win money or when your buddy wins money from you. I want to reward you at least for listening to the show. So go get signed up today and start winning. I had the worst weekend last week, Brandon, by the way. Not from a gambling standpoint, but my my picks delivery system was hacked. And not the picks, but if you got an email from me, service announcement, about some type of whole or term life insurance, something or other, that was obviously not me. I send about 5,000 emails, five to 6,000 emails a day on average for different things. On the 6th, which was, I guess, Friday, I sent 190,000. Oh, my Lord. And they were not they were not us, obviously. Somebody had hacked the deal. The problem with that is, by the way, first Friday of the NFL season. <laughs> the timing could not have been worse. Lockdown city. They locked down the whole th- I couldn't send anything for hours. So then I go to my backup system, and they locked me down for sending too many emails because I typically don't send that many emails from a backup system. I said, uh, you know, I might send 500 a day for different things. But, you know, the customer service and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff that we have might be 500 a day. But it's not five thousand a day. So they got mad. They locked me down. I couldn't return. So I was. It was mayhem. My my marriage was tested for sure. I broke my readers. Oh, you got I mean, yeah. Was, you got you got new glasses. Okay. I got nine pairs of glasses, brother. I got all sorts of glasses. You want you want glasses? What's the, what's the prescription on those? I, I might one and a half. Maybe is that a okay. number? I, I I'll I'll find some I'll find some flashy ones and, and uh, get them to you for Christmas. Sounds like no. I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have surgery. I'm gonna have. Are the, you? Uh, yeah, um, a good friend of mine, Newt Mitchell, who owns Mitchell's Jewelry, yeah. he had the eye surgery, had my weight loss surgery that I turned him on to. He's lost about 150 pounds or 130 pounds. And then he got the eye surgery, and he looks at me like I'm an idiot because I'm walking around with readers. So I've so got it, a guy. Are, is it LASIK or is it something else? Yeah, it's it's lens replacement. Okay. They do lens replacement. You don't have to wear readers. You don't have to wear anything. There's a guy here in Oklahoma City who is the ex- absolute expert on this stuff. And he has offered to at least, uh, you know, do, not for free, but do it for me. And uh, after Newt Mitchell doing it, I think I'm going to do that because I'm sick of readers for sure. So I got LASIK in 2005 or 2006, something like that. And, I mean, I'm going on 17, 16, 18 years or so. And just now am I starting to see, you know, little things here and there. But it was it was obviously, for me, one of the easiest and smartest decisions I've ever made. Yeah, so definitely some value there. I always worried about going blind because yeah. I don't want to go blind. But I'd rather go you, blind than deaf, though. Would you? I don't want to be blind no matter what. I know some sign language, so I I'm sure that you've in yeah. This would be a really bad show if I went deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I went blind, it'd be okay. But if I went deaf, this show could be tough. I, mean, I could I could be talking over. We, we would have be a lot. It'd be a lot like it sounds like now, probably. So yeah, maybe. 
FatJackSports.com. Get signed up. Only two ninety nine. Everything through the end of the month. Gave away a couple free winners. Got a couple of trends. You want to talk? Let's 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 stay on college. We take a break. Or we want to stay on college. Uh, let's let's stick with uh, with college. It's not a great week uh, in terms of watchability. Now next week, fantastic. This week, ugh, not so much. Yeah. So let's talk about you know. Let's look at the Oklahoma Sooners, and not because we have a ton of people here in the middle of the country, and because now the question is who can beat um, Texas. Yep. You know, who's going to, and that first Saturday in October is coming around the corner pretty quick. Um, what have we learned about OU so far? What are we going to, t- what do we take away from both the roll up against Arkansas State, if anything, and then certainly a methodical or business like win and cover, I should say, against, uh, against SMU. Now they go to Tulsa. I'm not necessarily interested in that, but what are your long term thoughts about a team that you happen to know a lot about? Interesting stat that was uh, thrown to me regarding the defensive performance in the first few weeks. They had 70 missed tackles in uh, the first handful of games last year. So far this year, they have seven. So at least from a fundamentals standpoint, they seem to be better. Uh, Flying to the football a bit more. They're going to have to because offensively, I have massive issues with, uh, with the play calling. And then on top of that, they don't have quite the dudes. I mean, there, there's not a Baker Mayfield running running through the door right now. Um, they don't have, I don't think, a big-time C.D. Lamb-type playmaker receiver. So they're going to have to do a lot of like how Saturday was, you know, very businesslike, take care of the football, pick up first downs, and extend some drives. But uh, their defense is at least significantly better than it's been any time in maybe the last decade. Top 30 or so defense in the country, mm-hmm. top 16 offense in the country. Now, against, you know, under sure. bad competition. So they haven't played anybody yet. And Tulsa's not going to solve anything either. They're, they should roll it up on them. Uh, question for you. Yes. Preseason, Texas, you could have got Texas minus seven against Oklahoma. I did. In the Cotton Bowl. I did. I, I've, I got that ticket in July. Yes. You got Texas or Oklahoma? Texas. Who would you take today? Texas. So you're not a believer in the Sooners just yet. I don't. I don't see them having the the type of playmaking ability that can keep pace with Texas at this moment. Well, it's an interesting conversation for sure because sure. this is in the Big Twelve. This is what. You know, by the way, Kansas State would have a lot to say about any either of these teams running the table in in this league. But I will tell you that it's an interesting conversation. When you've got an OU team that's done everything asked of them, and Texas had just got opportunistic uh, opportunities against the one of the top, the top program in the in the country over the last uh, twenty years, and beat them on their home field convincingly. So both these teams, fan bases, have a ton to be excited about. I just think it's it was seven preseason, and now after we've seen a couple of games, both these teams doing some incredibly good things for where we thought they might be. I expected Oklahoma to be very similar defensively that they were, and I would have—I never would have told you that Texas would have gone and beat, uh, beat uh, Alabama, yet the number still seems relevant to me. I think there's a lot of gamblers, not just smart, uh, or not just, uh, you know, fans, but smart players that would still say seven's probably about right. So It, that, it, feels, it feels about where that line should be. Now, yeah. if, if they turn around and play again in the Big 12 championship game, we'll see. But as of right now, that, that feels about comfortable. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing. Log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and we're heading into the middle of September. How did you do betting the games last week? Did you have teams like Auburn, maybe the New York Giants teams that got you into the hole, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs? This week, go to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up to turn a profit betting the games. The plays are text to your cell phone. 
They're emailed to you, and they're going to get you into profit. Get everything through the month of September, only $299, and start making money betting the games against the spread. The Fat Jack Sports Service. No tricks, no gimmicks, just winners. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour, and for the final time today, here is our host, a man helping you win money this September, and really every month of the football season. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour segment number three. We're heading into the weekend. Time to make some money, guys. Now, if you are uh, betting on the games, go to fatjacksports.com for consistent winning selections. Text to your cell phone, email to you. They're then posted and, and documented under the results tab on the website. You don't have to guess whether you're getting the best picks out there, whether the ones that will help you make the most money because they're the best plays. I've been doing this for 27 years. There's only one set of picks. The top plays every client gets. $50 player, 500000 it doesn't matter. You're getting the best plays. Text your cell phone or email to you, and then they're posted and documented so you're able to see exactly that they're the best and what your record is. So go to fatjacksports.com, get signed up today. Uh, two ninety nine everything through the end of the month. You get the weekend package. If you're going to Vegas or Kansas or Illinois or New, New York, wherever, you can get the weekend package. But if you're betting every week, it's going to cost almost double if you just get the weekend versus what it will cost if you get the entire season. So great, great deals right now as we head into week two of the NFL season. Brandon, so what jumps out at you in week two of the NFL season? Where do you want to go first? Let's start with the Bengals, who, as we touched on, you know, Joe Burrow did not play a lot during the preseason uh, because of a calf injury. And even if he had been healthy, I don't know that he would have gotten too many snaps in the three preseason games for the Bengals. But that was an offense that looked absolutely putrid in week one at Cleveland. Granted, the weather did a little bit of that. Cleveland's defense is pretty good. But now they're looking at 0-2 potentially with Baltimore coming into town, who if they get Mark Andrews back, this could be a, a potential uh, shootout, and these two teams always kind of play very tight against each other, but uh, the Bengals are definitely in a spot to be in, a, in that dreaded 0-2 hole. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's about 10% of teams who start 0-2 make the playoffs, and that would be very crazy for uh, the highest-paid quarterback in the, in, the, in the league to not be in the postseason. Well, these are divisional games, too. Yes. So it's probably going to lose two straight. Yeah. yeah, in your division. I mean, my gosh, in Baltimore, as I – predicted preseason is ready to go now they obviously had a cakewalk in week one and got mm-hmm. it done um they were one of the only ones that they were a double digit favorite and ended up getting it done um just a quick quick note before we talk about this now let's talk about this game first then i'll go that um baltimore only a three and a half point underdog so people do expect cincinnati to circle the wagons a little bit five of the last six games in this series at cincinnati have gone over baltimore's covered four of their last five games and as you said they're getting healthy now we would expect improvement Sure. From Cincinnati. And, and also, you know, we're putting no value. And I this is the one thing after 26 years of doing this, Brandon, that I sometimes understand I might be wrong about a team. So when I look at that, okay, does Cleveland get any credit? Does Cleveland get any credit for basically dominating start to finish on their home field? Uh, the uh, Cincinnati team that had won 10 of their last 11 games. I think they would probably get more credit if Burrow wasn't banged up in the preseason. And obviously, you know, they feel as if that, you know, maybe he's not a quote unquote, a hundred percent. Um, if, if he didn't have that calf injury and I think they would be getting a lot more respect for, for absolutely dominating a team that was in an AFC championship game not too long ago. Um, but as of right now, I think a lot of people are just looking at that like, Oh, well, you know, X, Y, Z, not given, not giving the Browns any credit. 
Yeah, you know, well, Cleveland's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at, at Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh, I, I, we talked about Mike Tomlin before and, and how good he is as an underdog role. Mm-hmm. That, talk about a team that looked horrible. Um, just offensively totally lost. Now, of course, they played San Francisco that's was, is really good and projected right, right. to be really good. And but so it, it, I was saying a very similar conversation was are are we not giving are we downplaying Pittsburgh because they look terrible or is the San Francisco defense that good? We'll find out as as the season progresses. Yeah, but this that is week why, one appearance. Yeah, this is when people get signed up. This is mm-hmm. why you need to get signed up because I that's that's my job. My job is to figure out okay, how much credit do we give to San Francisco versus what Pittsburgh laid out? Because if it's all San Francisco, but Pittsburgh's still good, then they are probably going to beat the Browns, right? right? I mean, if it's all San Francisco. If it's more about what the Steelers are lacking, and Tomlin all of a sudden doesn't know how to coach as an underdog, and, and their quarterback Pickett is not as good as he's supposed to be, all those type of things, then Cleveland's probably a really good bet if they're the real deal. So that's why people and, – and we could go down every single one of these. You know, the Patriots are a two-point underdog against the Dolphins. Well, maybe the Dolphins are great because San Diego or the Chargers' defense is horrible. Right. Or maybe the Dolphins have a next-level offense that's going to lead the league in points and everything else that they – Basically, a lot of their players came out preseason and said they were going to do. So all of those things, that's why you go to FatJackSports.com is because you don't know. And I've got a pretty good idea. And I'll be able to put you on the right sides of those games. We talked about Baltimore. You know, they were one of the few teams last week that was kind of a layup. Every week in the NFL, you're going to get teams that are that comes down the wire. You'll be able to look at going into the fourth quarter and you'll say, okay, well, if I could bet it now, who would I take? Yep. And you're not going to have a great answer. Hmm. That you're going to be like, you know what? Oh, I guess I would take the Buffalo. I take Buffalo, or oh, I guess I would take the Giants or whoever. But you're not positive because a lot of these, not a lot, but about a third of these games every single week are going to come down to because these teams are very evenly matched the last five, six, seven minutes of the game. So you're looking for the games like Dallas against the Giants last week. You're looking at games Baltimore and their big win. One way to get ahead of that curve, and as I said, we're doing a better job of giving away information that will help the general public, right? Look at me. Let me turn over New Leaf for the people. You kidding me? This is going to be two segments in a row, Brandon. I'm giving away information for the people. That's not going to not going to make me a dollar. Pat yourself on the back already. Didn't take long, did it? <laughs> Double-digit favorites. All right, double-digit favorites in the history of the NFL. Not in the history of the NFL. Who cares about that? We'll yeah, the 1924 Chicago Cardinals really yeah. factor into this. When the drop kick was king and nobody's wearing face masks, <laughs> double-digit favorites won 78% of the oh, – gives a crap. That was a stupid thing to say. 22 – since since uh, since 22 uh, – since two, uh, 2022, the first time last year was the first time that double-digit favorites were under 50% winning. So if you play double-digit favorites every week in the NFL – in in the basically the history of the NFL, but definitely in the last 20 years, the first time that double-digit favorites did not cover 50% of the time was last year. Wow. Since 2012, which is more information people care about, double-digit favorites hitting almost 60% of the time against wow. the spread. And you would think in those conversations about, you know, how, cl- there, how much parity there is in the NFL, that that number may not be <laughs> – uh, as high uh, because you know the, the middle isn't as bad as as people think and the bad's not as bad as the people think. That's a pretty damning stat. Well, I will tell you if you the other side of that coin is if you're not double digit favorites, then you need to be looking underdogs. Week one and week two since 2018, and this is week two, underdogs hitting 59 percent of the time. 
underdogs of of one to five points, hitting 64% of the time. One to two point favorites, two and a half, sorry, one to two and a half point favorites are only covering 34% of the time. I'm talking to you, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. I'm talking to you, Texans. I'm talking to you, Green Bay Packers at Atlanta. This is why the general public goes broke, Brandon. They don't, they don't even know where to start. Because if you're one of those guys that says, you know what, I know what Indy is. I saw that. Richardson's hurt. No, 34% of the time in this exact spot, a one to two and a half point favorite is going to cover. So here's the here's the, the general gist of the NFL in week two, and frankly going forward a little bit more. Double-digit favorites, think them first versus the underdog in those games. Doesn't mean you play them all, just think them first. Underdogs, anything less than double digit double digits, think underdog first. And if you're betting on favorites of one or two and a half, one to two and a half points because you think that's the best team, you are probably going to lose. Almost to the tune of over 65% of the time. Wow. Be so very, we, very careful. I was say, we could have the Chiefs then in that conversation, two and a half point favorites at Jacksonville. Right? So, so uh, of the, since 2012, the Chiefs are not going to cover hmm. almost seven, uh, over 65% of the time. These are important numbers, Brandon, because the general public, if you're out there listening, ask yourself, who are you looking at this week? And the Chiefs just moved to three, so it took them out of that zone. They're now in that 64% uh, or 36% favorite or, or period. So very similar, actually, that they typically don't cover. But ask yourself who you're going to play. Most people are going to say, Chiefs don't go in two. Got to play the Chiefs. You're going to play. I don't care. You're going to say, I don't care who the Falcons are playing. I'm playing against them because yeah. I don't like the Falcons. <laughs> right. There I don't are like those people. people. Yeah, exactly. People. Well, you're one of them, exactly. So, <laughs> um, Colts. I'm going to play the Colts because the Texans aren't going to win three games all year. What happened to those Arizona Cardinal fans last week? Who all, ever They're only going to win two games. They, they covered easily. NFL's tough. you got to be a little contrarian in spots. You don't have to mess with that. Go to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up today and stop having to guess. We can get you on the right side. It just I can't do it if you're just listening to this show and guessing. I want you to win. It's going to cost you less than 100 bucks a week all right, to win money betting on sports. Go to FatJackSports.com, sign up today and win. How are we doing on time? Uh, we need to get out of here. One thing I do want to get your opinion on before we leave, contrasting styles from week one to week two. Has there ever been a dramatic shift for what the Patriots defense is going to see? Jalen Hurts in that power running game in week one, Tyreek Hill and Tua in week two. You talk about a, a flip and a switch defensively. We're going to find out how good this Patriots defense is really quick. What's the number in this game if if uh, New England doesn't throw a pick six and fumble the ball next play and or, I mean, even or, um, doesn't hold on the two-point conversion and they actually beat the uh, – the, the uh, runner-up in the Super Bowl. What's the yeah, they, if they beat Philly and, and they don't make those mistakes, they're probably a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's why we got to be careful in weeks one and week two playing one- to two-and-a-half-point favorites because you won't look at why things got happened. You'll just look at what happened, and that's going to put you on the Dolphins for sure. But the reality is you were two plays, two random plays by two guys, well, actually one guy in the quarterback situation, um, from that, this line possibly being the Patriots being a one- or two-point favorite. And then we're discussing, okay, is there value with the Dolphins who just rolled it up on the on the chart? All right, I have a, a very uh, odd and busy week this week, Jack. Uh, seeing Dave Chappelle uh, in Lexington, 
then going to Detroit for a metal show and then seeing Bruno Mars Saturday, six miles from my house. This is the start of two crazy weeks for me. Uh, but if I can get through this week, I can get through next week just fine. When was the, and you're not like a huge concert person. You go to shows, you and Karen have been to, to a number of shows, but what was the last concert that you went to where that was just for you? Like, cause I mean, you've been to shows with Katie, you've been to shows with Karen. What was the last concert you went to? You bought tickets for it. was like, this is my element. Yeah, there's two. Back in 1997 or eight, I went to Ronnie Millsap. Nice. By myself. <laughs> the day before my birthday so where where was this lloyd noble center norman oklahoma okay i had friends you couldn't do cell phones back then but leaving messages saying where are you jack we're going out your birthday's tomorrow and i had to tell him i went to ronnie millsap what was the crowd like at that show oh my it's everything you'd think they all look like ronnie millsap or somebody that ronnie millsap slept with jeans the uh like the striped cowboy shirt and mullet so many so many beads and medallions and (laughs) A very uh, bedazzled show before that was a thing. So bedazzled. The whole thing is bedazzled. And lots of bangs to the ceiling. The, the Lloyd Noble Center was not high enough to hold some of the bangs at that concert. The other one, and I actually went with two or three people, made them go. It was definitely for me, though, were the Backstreet Boys, MGM Grand Garden back in about 2007. It's so, also like the first reunion <laughs> tour type of. Uh... It was. One of the first ones. Hot ticket. Hot tick. I got it from a client, but I love the Backstreet Boys. If I was not a handicapper, if I did not do what I do now, everybody would say this, but I, I would love to be in a, in a boy band. I mean, how is that not a great life? I mean, that, no. that is pretty good. You know, I often think that uh, the character Alan from The Hangover is loosely based off of what you would be if you weren't a professional handicapper. That's, that's possible. If I had like a, a rich uh, trust fund dad, I'm just banging around. See where the Jodas brothers are this weekend? Yeah, I could do that. The Joe bros not in town. Um, I, I will tell you this. I saw um, Taylor Swift at the Atlantis in an arena that held about 1,200 people. Oh, my. Back, she was literally a 16- or 17-year-old girl with a guitar say, and a dream. Yeah, it would have had to have been a while ago because she's. I don't think she's played a venue under twenty thousand in about the last six or seven years. No, this sure. was she. She had one hit or two hits. So there are some concerts. You know, that I get older, you look back. But yeah, that one there were like twelve. And Katie wanted to go. I think she had one hit out, and we did, it was time. We didn't go there for it. We were just at the Bahamas, at the Atlantis, and Taylor Swift was going to be there, and uh, literally she had one famous thing. But my daughter, who was like three or four at the time, really young, <laughs> right. Um, and Jackson also liked she who had been like six, but it was literally she was in she was like sixteen, and had a guitar. They that that arena at the time it was chairs. It was not an arena. It was chairs on the on like folding chairs on the floor that you sit in a folding chair. I was on the floor because that's all there were were floor seats back then. Mm. At Taylor Swift, uh, not under, not realizing at the time that there's a time that people would give their kidney to go see her. So yeah, the um, uh, the ticket prices for some of those shows this summer was absolutely crazy. I got lucky on the the previous tour. Uh, she had played in, in Louisville and Jamie got tickets from work. So that was, that was nice uh, that we didn't have to pay for those, but yeah, those, those tickets this summer. Yeah. If, if you, I, and I know some people that did this, that went to the Kansas city shows from, from Oklahoma or from even from like St. Louis, that's, that's a level of parenting. That's pretty cool. When you can yeah. be like, Hey, you know what? We're not going to go to Florida this summer. We're not going to go wherever we're going to go see T Swift. That, yeah. That's that's good parenting. I saw four or five different parents of our friends that had girls that were fired up about that stuff that they did yeah. that. By the way, Brandon, just a little side note. Um, 
you, I don't, even if you and I didn't do this show, I would be your friend. I like you as a person. I enjoy your personality, all those type things. But I think that, that, that the t- testament to that is the fact that when I listed off my concerts, it was Ronnie Millsap, the Backstreet Boys, and Swifty back in 03 or something. And you literally are spending most of your adult life at some head-banging, hard metal, thrash, whatever um, concert. Our taste in music could not be different. You know, and part of that is um, we had very similar lifestyles growing up. However, um, I don't have kids, so I don't have responsibilities. I can go thrash around at a metal show on a Tuesday night like it's nothing and, and then show up for work the next day. That's you have true. responsibilities that I don't. I will tell you, though, I think I, I've seen some pictures from you in high school. I'm not sure you and I would have hung out in high school. We'd have been no, on the no. same team, but I'm not sure we would have been. I didn't drink in high school either. I had no t- piercings, no tattoos, and barely had a mullet back when everybody had a mullet. Yeah, you, um, you, I, you, you're right. We're, we're, we're 10 years apart, and I think had we been in, in, in a similar time space, we would have been like, oh, hey, that's that's." Yeah, we're friends, but we wouldn't have hung out a ton. We would have been acquaintances. Exactly. Um, yeah. Any free winners, or we just this podcast version just could be about heavy metal, hard rock, and, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I'm really curious to see what the Lions can do on 10 days rest playing a team like Seattle in their building who underperformed in week one. I I'm very fired up to see uh, what, what, what Seattle can turn around and do against a defense that held their own against, against Kansas city 10 days ago. Yeah. And that number is only five and a half or so. And uh, Seattle definitely one of those teams that, you know, we had the Rams last week and that was a big shocker to a lot of sharks. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, I do the, the TV show beat the odds and the guy that I go on with Seattle was his, one of his big picks of the day, I mean, mm-hmm. big picks of the week. And, and I, I just, Said, okay, well, we have the other side. Right. Um, but they, a lot of people will expect them to rebound and play better. I think that's a little bit of a head scratcher line if you just look on recent results with what uh, Detroit did. As you said, they now get extra rest after beating the defending Super Bowl champs against Seattle team that looked lackluster at best. I mean, they just basically got hammered by a rested, you know, Tommy, uh, Sean McVay. The one thing about him, Brandon, is he's really good the first game of the season. Covered five of the last six. He always gets his team ready to go, even if they're under, you know, they're not that good. And that's one of the reasons we played him last week um, was because that he's just really good the first game of the season. He doesn't care about the preseason, but he's one of those that when it's time, his team typically shows up ready. Uh, they're getting eight from San Francisco. Oof. Um, uh, people, you know, I th- you know, San Francisco was the team or one of the teams preseason to be a favorite to win at all. Sure. Certainly with Kansas City losing, that doesn't diminish that at all. But you're, I will tell you this, until further notice, you're going to get some value playing against them in a lot of different spots. It's not any fun to bet against them because they're so good defensively and, frankly, have a ton of weapons. I mean, this is a very well-rounded team. And if Purdy continues to play like he's playing, no. they will, if they're not already, quickly be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But um, there's going to be value playing against them because there's a lot of room to covering and not winning uh, when you're getting eight points in the NFL at home. And then uh, on Monday night, we have a doubleheader, and it's not a good one. Saints-Panthers followed by Browns-Steelers, and there's only an hour staggered kickoff time. If we're going to do doubleheaders, let's do doubleheaders for crying out loud. Uh, but these are two not very watchable games. Steelers-Browns, just because they, they're division rivals, they hate each other, probably the more watchable of those two. But, fool. The NFL not, not doing probably, us any yeah. favors on that one. Yeah, who's tuning into the Saints and the Panthers unless you, your kid's playing on the team? Yeah, and unless you're unless you're Drew Brees, yeah. your kid plays on the team, or you or you're an Atlanta Falcons fan and you just want to see the stadium get hit with an asteroid. That's why the only is this week two thing? By the way, this is one of them's on ESPN, the other one's ABC. Why would why did we do this last week? 
Well, I mean, it was nine eleven. It was the Jets and, and Bills. You didn't want to take no, away from okay. from all that, but it you, used I think be. that's the only reason. It has to be because it used to be week one we were getting double headers. Yeah. So I'm all yeah. for double header. I, well, there's two things to bet on one night. I mean, that's more money we're probably going to make. Right. So I'm right. okay with that. But I just week two, and you're right. These neither of these are great games on paper. Although I will tell you, yeah, that second one is sneaky good. We talked about it here during the show. So uh, excited about that. Any final thoughts, Brandon? Uh, just uh, pray for my liver and uh, pray that I get some sleep over the next two weeks because, yeah. like I said, this this week is crazy. Next week's even crazier because I'm mixing in uh, and uh, the OU Cincinnati game, uh, which I'll be doing a, a lot of stuff for because I'll be able to live bet the game. Uh, so I'll be doing a lot of stuff on Instagram uh, on Saturday for that. But whew, it's going to be rough. Don't uh, get shanked, stabbed. <laughs> and, and you know what else? Look out for nails. A lot of the girls that go to those concerts, I mean, they got the triple coat, black, really sharp nails. So just why do, uh, why do you think I go? Why do you think I go, sir? Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that the uh, the apparel up tops. Wager responsibly. Don't drink and drive until next week for Brandon the Fat Jack. This has been the Fat Jack Sports Hour. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing, log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and we're heading into the middle of September. How did you do betting the games last week? Did you have teams like Auburn, maybe the New York Giants teams that got you into the hole, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs? This week, go to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up to turn a profit betting the games. The plays are text to your cell phone. They're emailed to you, and they're going to get you into profit. Get everything through the month of September, only $299, and start making money betting the games against the spread. The Fat Jack Sports Service. No tricks, no gimmicks, just winners.